0: I could hear more of the Lonesome Crowded West than I could the moon and Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said it right. See? There you go. I said no, right.
1: Well, you, you didn't say and, though. Yes, I did. I said it's Antarctica. Not just, it's not moon Antarctica. It's moon and. That's what I said. I said I the moon that.
0: and. Oh, now I can't ah, say it.
1: <laughs> That album. <laughs> it's called moon. M&A. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Hey! Nope. Hey! hey.
0: This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, a different artist, and we break down one of their records. We listen to all the songs, all the lyrics, and we do a bunch of research, or we, we try to at least. And uh, and then we, you know, we just kind of talk about it. We try to have a I, good time. I don't know. Uh, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, especially Spotify. Give us five stars and five stars only on that stupid fucking app. Um, probably shouldn't be saying that like that but anyway Mm -hmm. uh, also while you're listening go follow us on all the socials so Instagram Twitter we're um, at Asinine Radio we have a discord server if you want to join that let us know we'll send you the link and we have a phone number with that phone number you can give us a call you could send us a text I don't know talk to us Uh, let us know what you want to hear on the pod Uh, we will probably listen to you Uh, the phone number is 503-893-5307 now Jeff now that all the boring intro stuff is out of the way, what are we doing today?
1: We're, we're, we're doing we're brand news, Daisy.
0: Now that we have that out of out of the way, Jeff, what is your, uh, what's your origin story with the brand news? And, uh, yeah, just what's your origin story? What do you got?
1: Go. Really? Like, like my origin story is just, just buzz around the feud. Like that was the first time I heard of brand new. The first time oh. I listened to Brand New was, was Deja. And that was when, uh, that was around the same time that I met, I met friend of the pod, Rudy. And mm-hmm. Brand New was like his favorite band. Brand New and the Deftones. I just, <laughs> I hated both of those bands ever since, I guess. Um, but yeah, he, he really loved Deja and, and he constantly talked about how great it is. So I listened to it and thought it was mediocre at best. And written this band off for, for many, many many decades because i just didn't just didn't care and honestly yeah, yeah. i i had not listened to a brand new album since high school
0: that's and insane
1: like, why, how is that insane i don't I, know, I think cause... it's fucking besides this album parts of this album there's no reason why you should like this band it makes no fucking sense they have some good stuff but they this is not stuff. a band that you particularly like this is a band that focuses know, solely on lyrics this album also there's a lot of there's there, this album is two bands this band is is like an early At The Drive-In had sex with like Modest Mouse and then had a baby. That is exactly what this album is. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a bad uh bad. I could I could not fucking yeah. believe how much Modest Mouse I hear in this album. It is it is unreal. Like what
0: Modest Mouse? Like
1: what album? Well, th- so Modest Mouse by the time Brand New came around, they're like 3 albums deep. So yeah. so this is this is very much like The Moon in In, in, in The Moon in, in Our Fuck Me. Still can't say it. Huh? Yeah, it's a tough one. Right? Yeah. It was tough when you did it on the pot, too, right? That yeah. was, that's that's, that's I, a hard I, thing to say.
0: I could hear more of the lonesome crowd of West than I could the moon and
1: Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said it right. See? There you go. I said no, it no, right. Well, you, you didn't say and, though. You said it. Yeah, I said Antarctica. It's not, it's not moon Antarctica. It's moon and. That's what I said. I said I the moon
0: that. and. Oh, now I can't ah, say
1: <laughs> That album. <laughs> Let's call it moon. m and yeah. Cotton. m and and a <laughs> but but this is there, there's a lot of, of of style in here. There's a lot of style that is that is totally uh modest Mouse. The way they yell, the way they do these little quirky guitar parts and then yell. And then like at the drive-in, man. A lot of these guitar tones. Holy shit. I could not believe how just post-hardcore they were, but how much they sound like early at the drive-in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I so I, okay. I I understand why you like some of this this album because there's a lot of that that post-hardcore sound, but then you you hated Fugazi, which I don't I don't fucking. I didn't hate either, Fugazi. What are you talking you about? Fucking I fucking couldn't two, stand Fugazi. I Fugazi's. bought two of their records. You gave like fuck. Ripita. You gave that like a Ripita. two out a three. No, I uh, and, and no then you I hated. Gave it, uh, and then you I hated think the I, thirteen songs, and like the only Fugazi you liked was well, do Red Medicine I don't know, was my favorite. Doing Red doing Medicine doing. was the best. With your life over there. <sighs> yeah, I liked
0: Ripita. That was my I think that was my two B. Yeah. All that all that California wildfire
1: smoke getting into your brain. I don't know what wildfire you guys are talking about because I didn't see shit today. Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see it either. I just I googled it.
0: Well, I but I think Ryan was saying that, that he said he saw smoke in Huntington Beach, but I don't know how that smoke got over my house and only into Huntington Beach. I, took, I the <laughs> I took the jet stream. Took the jet stream. Oh god. Yeah. So I honestly, that. I
1: I had not listened to an entire brand new album since. uh since dejon high school and all right. and there there were times where people would say oh, you should listen to this fucking song cuz it's so good and every time i was like yeah this is it's never been bad but this is not something that i'm going to go back to and want to listen to an entire album by new no, all right so
0: my origin story is similar to yours uh in that it it happened in high school it was dejon tendu that was the first album i heard and it was the song the quiet things that no one knows. no one fucking no one ever knows whatever the stupid fucking song no is called one knows. <laughs> it was it was, I remember exactly where I was at I was at my grandparents house in San Bernardino it was like 11 1130 at night and it, the video came on MTV too and I was just hanging out watching music videos on, on that channel and uh, and that that song came on and that was the first time I ever had heard the song seen the video and I really really liked it and then they came out with sick transit Gloria and shortly thereafter and And I really liked that song as well at the time, and I liked the video a lot too. I recorded both of those videos on v h s back in the day and uh and I just always, those those ones always stuck with me. I had a burned copy of Dejan Tendu. I listened to it every once in a while, but it wasn't like a a staple in my my listening my c d listening at the time but um and then, once I met Tammy a few years later, she really loved brand new, and that's when I listened to a lot of. Deja and a lot of uh, the Devil and God. So I mean, I've listened to those two records so many times. And by the time Daisy came out in '09, they had put out Gasoline, Gasolina, and I loved that song. That song sounded nothing like they had ever put out before. And I was like, this sounds like it could be off of Nirvana's In Utero. Like just the the crunchy guitar tones, the way he screams, he goes from the screaming to the like the more clean vocals, very Kurt Cobain. And I just I fucking love Gasolina. And then I Daisy came out. I loved I I fucking love the record the day I, I heard it. I, I think I think Daisy is a is a truly, truly remarkable album. And it's just so wildly different from anything they've ever done. And I fucking love it. It's it's fantastic. So so yeah, that, that's my origin story and my 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 first impression on Daisy from Brand New. So do we have any stinkers off of this album? No. No stinkers. No. I same here. Uh I, I assume you have a lot of bangers?
1: Uh I think I have five. You have five, five I have five okay. and a
0: half. <laughs> You're so annoying.
1: I, I have one that I could be persuaded to, to bump up.
0: Okay. Well let's persuade you to, to have eleven bangers. So That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I tell you how much <laughs> right now, you joke in
1: my ass and I don't hear nothing about it.
0: All right, a lot of words again but that's okay. We'll move <laughs> on. Um uh so what what is your what's your 1B or or let's get actually let's get into Gasolina and that because we already played it. Where does this sit for you on the on the banger list?
1: This is my 1B. This is my favorite song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. This is my 2B. My 2B. Yeah. This is this is fucking good, man. This one this one has some really really cool parts to it. And then there's that like explosive riffage that just turns like the song into this sort of hardcore punk song and it's so jarring, it's so aggressive, and then you you think, What the fuck? Where did this come from? Why is this happening? Yeah. But like, like overall, this is the this was like the first time that I realized that dude, this is a this is a child of at the drive in and modest mouse. That's what this song is. And I love it. I don't really hear the modest mouse, but you're more of a
0: modest mouse man than me. But I, I can definitely hear that at the driving. But I still hear mostly Nirvana in utero, Nirvana, especially with that guitar. It's the guitar tone, the guitar tone, and even the drum tone at times it has that very bombastic sound that Dave Grohl had on that album. And I just hear, I hear a ton of that.
1: Ah, it's so fucking. Good. A, it's a good song. The the baseline slays. It's just a, a scale that just sounds like he's picking the power chord notes. Super simple, super easy, but it drives along. It kind of. It's it's like it's like emo kid complexity, is what's happening there. I like yeah, it.
0: I, the simplicity of the drums adds so much to the song. The the simplicity and the openness of it, because during the verses, because there's no real chorus in the song, but during the verses, it's just the the snare drum and the uh, the kick drum. That's it, and it, it leaves everything else open and just so much space. But then also, like you said, when it kicks into the faster part it goes da na 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 that's so at the drive-in like straight up out of either in casino out or even relationship command it's it's fucking awesome i love i love the song gasoline it's
1: it's it's a it's a it's a fantastic song and in yeah. i don't know I, this this album i have mixed feelings about there are certain songs on here that i i i find as bangers but they're uh I don't know if I would say this is like a beyond banger, but this is this is something in between a banger and a beyond banger.
0: I I totally get it. And I think that's why this another reason why this this song was resonated so loudly when it came out because this is the introduction to the album. This is like the thesis statement to this record before it came out. And it's just like where where is this band going to fucking go with this record? Because this is just so so different for them. Not different in general because like we've talked about it seems like they've taken quite a few influences, or been influenced by quite a few bands. But damn, dude, this is a great way to to really open up the record before it comes
1: out. And that's 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 there's something in that, right? Like like when I say this is a, a product of At the Drive-In and Modest Mouse, it's that's not a like a knock. That's not a no. That's not no. a negative about this. And I think it's amazing that this band can take two different bands. And kind of make like a byproduct But still keep their integrity And like there's something to be said about that There's something to be said about Blatantly telling everybody Hey these are our influences in music Here's how they're affecting Our, our, our musical writing our, our lyrics Our tone But then we're also going to keep it Like us We're going to keep it brand new And they they achieve that goal in this album Which is It's unheard of to be honest Like bands yeah. can't Bands can't accomplish that many things In an album no you're totally right totally right
0: all right uh so musically do we have anything else on this one
1: um no just like like the song stops right and then breaks into that last part and then there's that weird bridge thing that leads to just noise to end the track yeah and so we're ending this 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 monumental track with just like noise and it's it's like dude that's I love that's it intense. Like That's intense Yeah I, I love it too so, That's so At the drive-in And modest mouth That's so fucking weird That's so like Why To the masses You would think Like to to the untrained ear To the untrained eye You would think like Why would you ruin A perfectly good song With just fucking weird Static and noise and stuff And it's like Well no That's, that's not it at all they're, they, they're, they added a song To the static and noise Part of it Like the static and noise Has a lot to do with the song it Has a lot to do with The concept of the album Where we're heading mm-hmm. Sequence wise There's a yeah. lot to it And I love it
0: I do too. I I totally agree with you on that. I normally wouldn't like those kind of, I guess, outros or segues into the other song, into the next song, but if for whatever reason it works for this one, this song is still playlistable. You can still throw it on a playlist and still get through that noise section and be totally okay with it. That just shows how great of a fucking song it is.
1: It's a great song. Yeah. And, Not many on here, but this is a great one.
0: Well, that's wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> So lyrically, um, I mean, the song starts out with "So you tried to put a fire out, but you used gasoline." I just, I love the way he, the way he sings that part, or kind of yells that part. It just sounds so emotional. It just sounds, just so hurt
1: by it. I, well, he's, he's I love fucking, that. It starts the. He's screaming at somebody. He's so yeah. he's fucking like he's agitated to the max. Right. He's 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 he's, he's like, what are you fucking doing? Like this is about. I, I thought this is about people who are, who are just making huge mistakes, and then trying to cover them up, and essentially making everything just fucking exponentially worse. Yes, yeah. that's, like that's right in the very beginning. Like, what are you fucking doing? Like, don't do that. That is that is that's worse than what you did. Like, why are you I, Why are you either lying about it? Why are you trying to cover it up? Why are you hiding?
0: But yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like, but I feel like this song in particular is more about his, his how he feels about himself, and I agree that. You know it's about how he tries to make things better, but in the end, everything just gets worse, no matter how hard he tries or how he perceives it. Maybe he is making things better, but he still but he still perceives it in a negative way. That's what this song is about. and the way the way he says those first two lines, so you tried to put a fire out, he screams that part, but then but you use gasoline. he he doesn't scream that. It's more of like a a melancholy kind of clean thing he does with his voice. like he's like, he kind of realized what he's doing or, or I don't know. I just, I love the way he, he just really uses his voice to really make the lyrics more effective. I guess you could say.
1: Yeah. I can see that. It's like when you're yelling at somebody, right? Like, dude, you fucking did this. I'm yeah. Like, Why did you do that?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like the <laughs> disappointment, you know, he, he's pissed at first, <laughs> but then he's really disappointed in, in himself and, but he does that a lot on this record. I mean, i I can't say he does this I mean, he probably does the same shit on all the other records, but this is the only one i we dove into the lyrics on. but um, yeah, gasoline man, this is this is a fucking banger. I love this song.
1: it's good. and then like the whole like the whole ending right of like he's jumping towards a train, mm-hmm. and then that's when we get like the weird like loud noise part in the end, and it's it's just like, okay, that's that's cool stuff, man. that's that's cool songwriting mixed with like kind of stage play theatrics a little bit, but it's it's good. It's solid. It is.
0: It's fucking great, man. All right. So uh we good with gasoline? Yeah. Daddy Yankee baby. Gasoline. Gasoline. All right, uh what do you got? Oh, so that yeah, that's your one B. Yeah. Duh. So I my one B is Sync. A few songs later. This song it it sounds like like the verses, I guess you could say it sounds like they're going into battle. Like you're watching a movie, and and you know, group of like an army is about to go into battle, and then it drops into something super heavy, and everything is just fucking chaos. I I, I just love that, and that that guitar lick, that main guitar lick. Oh man, it's 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 perfect. It's not even anything complicated. It's just a great
1: great guitar part. Um, Those. Those quick what? guitar noodles reminded me so much of like the stuff Jack White does like yeah. back in his his heyday when he was like really good at doing those little noodles. Like that was cool shit. I love that a lot. This <laughs> this is not a banger from this is an okay song for me. Well, but there's a lot of cool parts to this. But like this was one of the most like aggressively modest mouse singing that I heard on the entire album. It was just I was like wow, this is fucking nuts.
0: <laughs> See, I still got a lot of Nirvana. I I even put here I I love how he he almost seamlessly goes between the heavy screaming back to a softer thing that Kurt Cobain was so good at, especially on in utero i I just i honestly he was really channeling his inner his inner Kurt Cobain vocally, and I feel like the rest of the band were really channeling like you said modest malice at the drive in and and I would add you know
1: nirvana into that and like realistically like. I like Nirvana a lot now in recent years but I haven't like grown up listening to Nirvana over the decades. So yeah. but like I have listened to a lot of Modest Mouse over the decades. So when I hear these things, oh it sounds like Modest Mouse. That's not to say that if I listen to more Nirvana and then listen to Modest Mouse, I'd be like, "Oh fuck. I hear a lot of Nirvana in Modest Mouse. I hear a lot of n- Modest Mouse in Brand New. Therefore, if A equals B, B equals C, then A equals C, right? I hear a lot of Nirvana in and mo- in Brand New." <laughs> That's just not to say that I just I just don't hear because I don't listen to a lot of Nirvana.
0: That makes sense. That I'm still I'm sense.
1: still new. I'm still new to the Nirvana game here. You're still working on it. You're still working yeah. on it. You'll get there. I mean, I, in my, I'm, like, I'm, I'm in my i I'm like my elementary phase here. I'm in like second grade with Nirvana. <laughs> I'm taking like for my, my first state testing with Nirvana is what's happening right now. Wow. That's yeah. so stupid. <laughs> but the, uh, the 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 instrumental part of the song fucking way good. Like by but by by this point on the album a lot of times I don't I don't I don't like Jesse's vocals. It's hmm. it's it's really like it's a song that's okay, I really love your vocals. I like what you're doing here. Or it's 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 like dude, I just I can't stand you right now. And this is this is the one of the ones that I just I really didn't like it at all. But I like the music so much, that's why it's not a stinker. But um okay. I don't know. It's a good aggressive song. I like it. It's fine. It is. I, I was kinda curious if
0: you would like more of his screaming stuff, if you like more of his melancholy stuff because there are some songs on here that are just very depressing sounding. Like he he has I respect his vocal ability on this record so much because he delves into so many genres and he he gives out so many different emotions and I I it's just it, it's interesting to hear your thoughts on his on his vocals cuz he's as, really all as over far- the place.
1: As far as whether or not I like his his, his clean or dirty vocals, I, I think like the best way I could put it is I, I I don't like either of them, but I like both of them. So when he's doing it individually, I, I could care I, I don't really care too much about it. But mm-hmm. when he's kinda of like going back and forth between the two and even if he just like like sprinkles in one over the other, like I love that. I love that contrast. But if it's just like a song that is focusing on one of them, eh? It's whatever. Okay,
0: I understand that. I, I I get it. Um. Okay, so let's play a little bit of "Sync" and then uh, we'll get into the lyrics. And uh does that sound good? Let's do it. All right, here we go. "Sync" from Brand New. There's a little bit of the song "Sync" from Brand New. Oof, that is that is a <laughs> truly a banger. Truly a banger. So, what do you have lyrically on this one?
1: This is—I uh, thought this was a, this was a longer one. There's a lot of lyrics to dive into here, yeah. but I, I felt like the overall feeling was was about him being betrayed. I don't know. Okay. Sometimes when like these songs are longer and it's not a banger for me, I I kind of skim the uh, little the lyrics there. <laughs> the lyrics, yeah.
0: But, <laughs> so, so I, I got on this one. I this one was a little bit more difficult for me, uh, not being really a lyric man. But what I got was, it's about letting his depression and disappointment in others and himself overtake his, his life and his personality and everything like that. He's, he's saying he's okay with continuing to live and just going through the normalcy of life, but he wouldn't be opposed to death if it presented itself to him. And throughout this, this song, I feel like he kind of talks about longing for simpler and more innocent times when he was, a, a kid or like a teenager or something like that. And then as you get progressed through the song towards the end of it, I feel like he's really thinking about death and he just kind of wants to end it all or he wants it all to end whether it's by his own, you know, hand or somebody else. So I, it's just this build up. Much like the song, the song is a great build up. Um and the way I kind of looked at it, like the verses because they're they're softer, they're they're quieter, He's kind of talking about you know the he's he's happier at that point, but then you know the dark thoughts come in and that's when it gets heavier and it's just the back and forth, the ups and downs of of depression, and then it just it it's too much. Not it's too much at the end. He doesn't kill himself, but he really does not care at the end. What happens to him? That's what I got on this song.
1: Yeah, I I, I can see that, especially at the end part, right? Because like the whole the climbing the window. Or they're climbing the the vines to get to your window. Yeah, that's very like like Shakespearean, right? Like it's, it's very, that's very like huge romantic gesture. Like I'm scaling the side of 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 the of the lattice to get to your window so we could talk, and the the very last line is falling asleep because he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean those those two lines are very. Uh, it's a good contrast between like something that's 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 very. I don't know. It, very emotional, very meaningful to him. And then just like, ah, fuck it. It's such is with, I don't know, like depression. You, you get these grand, these, these ideas of grandeur and then, ah, fuck it. I don't want to do anything. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. That's kind of cool. I dig, I dig.
0: I do too. And, and we, we actually didn't talk about this yet, but, uh, the writing of this album prior to this record, it was, it was mainly Jesse who wrote the music and pretty much did everything, but this is the first time where Jesse like sat back and let the rest of the band write a lot of the music. And that's why I think this record sounds very different from everything they put out because Jesse wasn't, he didn't spearhead the, uh, the writing of this record, which I think is really cool. Like that's great that he let the band do this and we get this fucking record. All right. So then what is your, what's your to be at the bottom, at
1: the bottom of everything. <laughs> Alright, that's my three B. Know. Okay. So At let's go. Yeah. Uh cool intro. The song is another one that's incredibly modest mouse sounding though. Um everything about it. Good stuff. Nothing too interesting, but I like the melody in the chorus a lot. The the, oh, the yeah. do this for me, that part, dude, that part is so fucking cool. It's so easy to get behind. And then uh who's it with the what, 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 Brian, is his name Brian the drummer? Brian Oh no. Uh, yeah, Brian Lane, Brian Lane. Brian Lane. He has some really cool drum fills here. Easy stuff that are like fun and and mm-hmm. like they help transition the song without filling up too much space, right? Like less is more type of mm-hmm. thing. Like you need something there, but if you were Travis, the song would be dumb. But if you were a bad drummer, if you were Meg White, the song would be dumb. So he he fills that 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 void that just enough and I don't know what they're called like drummer wise, but I call them Pat Boone Debbie Boons. The where fuck? it's just like, boom, bop, boom, and then it moves into something else. I call them that <laughs> because I saw some guy on YouTube call them Pat Boon, Debbie Boons. But when you say <laughs> it out loud, you get like, Pat Boon, Debbie Boone, boom, 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 ch, ch not then go into something else. That type <laughs> of fill. That simplicity of, of, of a fill. I like those. Those are cool. And then we get okay. back more into like the experimental side of the album in the later half of the song, right? Like some like cool sound manipulation stuff, and, mm-hmm. and it ends like it came in. Right? I like I like the little bend uh, or the bend in the guitar riff that little that little subtle simple bend, but it only comes in in the second part of the riff. Oh yeah, 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 fucking rad. I like these little nuance to these songs. Like these are very, these are very basic emo high school songs that they're just kind of building upon. And again, I I kind of like bring it back to to like Pinkerton stuffs where those are very basic songs
0: mm-hmm. that they're
1: just building off of different genre but like these are just very basic songs that they're just building nuance off of they're, they're adding layers to these songs but at their at their chord, there's there's not much here but that's but great. that's but that, yeah no it's it's great and i feel like you have to you
0: have to listen to this album several times to really hear the ins and outs of what they're doing and and the little guitar trick not tricks but the little guitar parts that they're throwing in there to really just fill in the space where it needs to be filled on in at nothing sounds uh you know, wanky, nothing sounds like it doesn't belong. Everything is well placed, well written. Uh that's I that's the charm of this record. Like the like if you go back to the singles off of Deja and Tendu, like there are very prominent moments in those songs like guitar lead-wise on the quiet things, you know, Sick Transit Gloria has that 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 bass line that, dum 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 dum, like it's very very, that leads the song rather than accompanying accompanying everybody else. Like this this really does feel like more of a group effort than the previous records. I really the, the feel first that
1: way. the first time I listened to this this week I I was. I was like, shit, this sucks. Like, I, I, I do not want to do this at all, especially coming off of, like, their first, I listened to this one? I was like, okay, this sucks, and then started over and went to their first, and I was like, wow. Like, why the fuck are we doing this album? And, like, the second time comes around, and, and I kind of thought, like, okay, this is just a band that's just trying to rip off a bunch of other bands, get it? But, like, you see a progression already. So in the yeah. back of my mind, I, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is a band that's just ripping off, like I said, at the drive in Modest Mouse, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute there, dude. <clears throat> this is a band that's 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 kind of complex. Let's see where it goes. And the, by the third listen, I was like, okay, these guys, these guys just, just, just these guys just fucked me. These guys did me look like a fool. I got egg on my face here. Because <laughs> yes. it's like straight up, your first listen, dude, it's this is dumb. This is bad. This is noise. This is this is sloppy. There's not anything great here. It's just like, wow, this is what you guys put out. It, like, it does. It takes subsequent listens to peel that onion back and realize, holy fuck, man, there's a lot of really, really good songs here. There's a lot of really good layers to this. There's a lot of great songwriting to this, but, like, this is not a one-and-done album. This is not a one-and-done, like, the first album. The first album's a fucking one-and-done, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Tell All Your Friends is a one-and-done album. Even Deja. Like, Deja's kind of like a one-and-done album. I I, I appreciate where they're going for it, but this is this is what they really wanted. I, f- I feel like this is... This is—I don't know—I I didn't read a lot of interviews about what they thought about this, but I feel like this should be their most proud achievement.
0: I—I I, I agree with you, and this is another another like Nirvana thing, like Deja and and the Devil and God are their Nevermind. I mean, Nevermind obviously is a much better record, but you know that this is their Nevermind. Those are those are their Nevermind, and then after that, they're like you know fuck what everyone says. Let's just do whatever, whatever we want, whatever feels good to us, no matter how it sounds, how sloppy it sounds. And that's where this album comes in, and that's where In Utero comes in. This is, that's where Nirvana was like, you know what? We're just going to just fuck around and just have a blast or have a good time, throw it back to like our punk roots and, and shit like that at times, and just be raw, it's really, really raw. And that's what this record is too. This is their In Utero. I'm going to say it over and over and over again, but this is their In Utero sonically
1: and that's not that's not a bad like, comparison because that's that's something that i'm like it was like my favorite nirvana record and i never fucking thought in a million years that that <laughs> would ever happen that we i wouldn't even have a favorite nirvana record but yeah seriously. when we did that album that was like i kind of had the same thing i was like, okay these are just pop melodies masked behind like bullshit fucking music that that's bad but that's because you're coming off never mind. you just you you don't know that the band is 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 deeper than that in subsequent listening on, on in utero, just holy fucking shit, dude. These guys are, these are phenomenal. Yeah, dude, I love in utero. And not, I, I, love I, I do, movie. I do too. And not to say like this is as on the same par as it, but I do think it's that not, these guys, it's not, no. they they, I, I I like when bands try to do something and then achieve that. They 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 set goals and they achieve it. I like that. I think they set a goal to do that and then achieved it, and I think they did it in a way that rewards perseverance on our end i'm on the listener's end this is not just Mm -hmm. blink 182 bubblegum pop punk music which i love but like we gotta put some effort into this too right
0: i agree i totally agree i i respect them for really work i i totally respect them for going out on a limb and doing something different and doing it really fucking well doing it really 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 well so i massive massive respect towards the band on this one but uh, baby uh yeah so so at the bottom yeah let's play a little bit of at the bottom and then we'll jump into the lyrics and then uh move on so here it is from brand new there is at the bottom from at the drive-in or not at the drive-in fuck from brand new me <laughs> from brand new at the bottom um bottom of everything good good song good bright Eye song I also wanted to kind of talk about in in the chorus of this song, how, you know, normally they could go with these big soaring guitars, you know, everything like that. But instead they go with this like this, this whining kind of high pitched guitar drone to really kind of make it kind of annoying. But it's still it's still just. Really drives that passion and 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 I I love that. And then they immediately jo- drop back into the the clean guitar, and it has that that nice swing to it. I, I I think this song is an absolute fucking banger. I love this song.
1: The chorus is 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 it, this chorus may be like the best representation of what this album is about, like sonically, because mm-hmm. like you said, the guitars are different in two ways. Just like the vocals are different in two ways. I really yeah. like that that do this for me part. Do this for me. <laughs> like that's so whiny and so pop punky and so emo but then there's aggressive parts of this chorus like this chorus has it all this chorus yeah. has everything wow yeah that's could be the best is... chorus on the album
0: and it could be the best cor- yeah yeah it could be the best chorus on the record not the best song but the best chorus yeah Ooh, it's a goodie it's a goodie it's good so talks. what do you have lyrically on this one
1: uh, I thought I thought this was like like being in so much pain in a relationship that nothing else mattered. Nothing else matters. <laughs> Specifically, I think about like a significant other that is slowly dying. His friends, mm-hmm. his friends are essentially are dead to him because he can't even handle like like the, the heartache. He can't deal with the heartache. So so not that he hates his friends. It's just like they, they've now they've now fallen to the wayside because he's completely engulfed in this in this pain. And I like the. I like the damn metaphor, right? Slowly picking away at the bricks until like the flood opens and like yeah. he's like this this whatever is happening is slowly picking away at his mental state until one day like it's just completely overwhelming and and he drowns mentally and then metaphorically also. Yeah. And like dude, the last line of that stanza where he says he'll want answers when he dies, like I think that's that's implying that, like also just kind of backtrack a little bit. There's a lot of a lot of uh, a, a religion in this in this album, but not yeah, I was surprised. Not like not like, like thrice preachy religion where it's boring and terrible. But a lot of like questioning <laughs> whether or not I should be religious or I shouldn't be religious or God yeah. exists or God doesn't exist. There's just a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions being asked with with no answers, which I love. And the last line of this one, or or that stanza at least, where he says that he'll want answers implies that like, like he's pissed off, dude. Like he's fucking mad that. Like somebody he loves is dying or is dead now, and he knows he will die because we all are going to die, except for me. Um, but like when he <laughs> dies, he's gonna want fucking answers, and like that thing that's yeah. cool because that not only is like he's pissed off, but he's acknowledging that God exists. Right? Mm-hmm. Like when he dies, like I'm gonna want answers from God. It's like okay, so then you do acknowledge God exists. So there's a lot of these little subtle things in here that, like like religious or not, like this is just fucking cool. That's just cool songwriting. I, did. I I, I agree. love you. I agree with you on that. It just shows his
0: it just shows how how emotional of a person of a person he is. Not I'm not faulting him for that. It's just he doesn't I, I mean, he doesn't take grief well at all in these songs. And I feel like that is the that's the overall theme or one of the themes on this record is grief and and religion. His him questioning why, why do all the, why, why do I feel this way? Why do so many bad things happen? Why am I so cynical? He's questioning the higher power, but he never, he never really, does he really ever call out God? I don't think he ever does that. He's never, he's never that,
1: that direct. There's a couple times where where, where he, he says like, I mean, in this song he talks about the father, the son, and the Holy ghost. Oh, that's which true. is a, he does, yeah. a way to kind of skirt around it. But I think there's a couple of times where he does say like the word God. And there's a couple of times like he, he deliberately wants us as a listener to know that he is battling. He's not just this little punker atheist. Like he's actually <laughs> battling with whether or not he should be a religious figure or, or not a figure, but like somebody who follows religion and, and mm-hmm. believes in God. But then also like to how much bullshit that it entails being religious. And there's just, I, I like that. I like that vulnerability. I like that. I like that honesty. Yeah, I do too.
0: And what I noticed too, it, it because there is a lot of religious stuff on here. He doesn't. He doesn't really talk too much about, you know, organized religion. He talks about f- faith more than anything, and questioning why why he feels this way, but never really questioning the people associated with organized re- religion, which you see a lot in in rock music, punk music, metal music, questioning that kind of stuff rather than the faith itself so i feel like it makes it makes these songs a little bit deeper very more emotional for sure uh and and i like that i I think honestly i think he's a solid lyricist he's really i really enjoyed his lyrics they're they're not my favorite that we've done on the pod but they're uh i really do like him a lot and and i can understand why people who really like lyrics like his stuff and they they relate to his stuff really well or a lot. I totally get
1: it totally totally get it I, but, I, I I will say too that there's a lot of ambiguity in his lyrics so true it it it's not just like punker lyrics there's 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 a little bit for everybody here. so I don't know if that was a deliberate attempt for him to to open the gates to all people that way he can make more money. Or if that's just he's a, he's that good of a writer to where he can relate to a lot of a lot of different walks of life, because usually when we see somebody who is this like ambiguous, the lyrics aren't really they don't really mean anything because you can yeah. kind of tell like oh, you're just being a little fucking cuck boy over here, but like his are <laughs> his are nice his are nice because yeah yeah like anybody can really relate to these but they're not I don't know they they don't seem disingenuous.
0: I think I think it's all intentional. I feel I feel like he he's purposely being ambiguous because he doesn't want to. I think he's shy. I think he's very shy, and he's obviously very emotional. Oh, he's for sure, shy. He hates I, doing interviews.
1: Right? Has yeah, no social media.
0: I, yeah, he's he's been very. He's like fucking. In the media. He's like
1: fucking six siblings, dude. Six or seven siblings.
0: <laughs> True. Yeah, and the last time I saw Brand New, they were that was one of the worst shows I've ever been to because he was acting asshole. like a child he had, like, he had fucking tantrums on stage it was terrible it was a fucking terrible show i've talked about it on the pod several times it's it was terrible um but but i think that that's a lot of what it is too he he he's too afraid to be he's afraid to be too vulnerable so he hides a lot of his actual feelings behind these ambiguous lyrics and everything like that which i think is super cool i think he does it really really well it's fantastic but that that's my that's my stance on that but yeah. Uh, I I will say though I did see them on the Daisy tour right after this record came out and that show at the Hollywood Palladium was fucking awesome. They were so goddamn good. I was I was blown away on that by that show. But and then you and I saw Brand New once. So there's that too. Where do where do we see them at? We saw that Bamboozle. They 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 played before Thrice. That's right. So I've seen him three times I saw him at Bamboozle in '06, And then I saw him in 2009 At the Palladium And then I saw him Right before they broke up Their last tour I saw him in Vegas They're fucking terrible But
1: Good old Bamboozle Yep
0: That was a fun show Fun dude, festival the highlight
1: The highlight of that show was, was, was Horse to Band Straight up Oh dude that was That was the best That was probably <laughs> the coolest thing That we saw at that show
0: yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with you on there. And you know, it's funny. The only the main reason why we went to that festival was to see the very first Plus 44 show and then they canceled right before. So we didn't even get to see Plus 44. Eh, that was like weak. the main reason. But we did but, see Plus 44's first
1: show anyway. So. We
0: did, yeah. We ended up seeing that at the Roxy. That's fine. But yeah, so that w- at the bottom was your 2B, correct? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, your 3B. 2B. Okay, so my 2B was Gasolina.
1: So then what is your 3B? Uh, I think it's towards the bottom of the everything. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, In A Jar. Okay. <laughs> Caught In A Jar by the Dropkick Murphys. Uh, <laughs> no. In A Jar is my 6B. So what do you got on this one? I, I like I like Jesse's vocals here, his singing and his screaming. This is, uh, this is like two songs into one, and I, I like that. This is like when I was talking about earlier. I like that he does. I like both of them but I don't like them individually. Mm. And and this is, uh, I I like that that they can exist together as something better than they would individually. And that's what this song is for me. Like mostly this is a vocal driven song for me and that's why I like it. So do
0: you remember the Godsmack song called Voodoo? no i don't remember god fucking
1: smack song voodoo uh,
0: you would i think if you heard that song you would, <laughs> yeah. you would know oh it. I actually Did i it sound like this or something i guarantee you you would you would know that that song because it was like their their most famous song but it's very, i i don't know every time i hear this song the part where he says the stones in your eyes the stones in your eyes that part reminds me a lot of the of that song voodoo by god smack
1: is that from their their first album? That's from that their first, that yeah. first album. Yeah, his first album. Yeah, it's from that one. It's the, I
0: think it's like the last song on that record. It's a pretty good record, though. That's a pretty good record.
1: But, all I all I know about Godspec now is like their singer is a better drummer than their drummer, and they have like drum offs during their shows. They do. That's true. Sully is a pretty solid drummer. Yeah, and right. like that's that's cool. But then like, you think about it, I'm like, okay, well that's actually kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of embarrassing.
0: It's like it's like Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl's a better drummer than Taylor Hawkins.
1: Oh, blasphemy right now! Oh my Eh, God, this old Taylor Hawkins. I wouldn't even talk
0: about that on the pod. Oof, we probably shouldn't.
1: Because everybody that listens to us are probably a bunch of little fucking fanboys and get all mad. Actually, most of our listeners hate the Foo Fighters. Who cares?
0: Uh, David David loves Foo Fighters.
1: No, he doesn't. (laughs) Oh, you're saying that to make him mad because he fucking hates. No, David does though. No, no, no. David likes Foo Fighters more than Rise Against. No, his significant other likes the Foo Fighters. He, no, he fucking hates the Foo Fighters.
0: No, that's bullshit. That's no. fucking bullshit.
1: Not one of our listeners loves the Foo Fighters, except for you. I don't love the Foo Fighters. I think they have a Tyler. A, they R. have R. some good songs. They have one, yeah, they have like two three. good
0: albums. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! That's just silly boy talk. Get about it. All right. Uh, yeah, in a jar. Uh, th- this one, the this is more of a bass driven outside of the godsmack stuff it's more of a <laughs> a bass driven song uh the guitar just kind of lies there in the back it, it it adds to it but it doesn't overtake anything it's more there for to fill in the blanks more of a nuanced thing and, and i really like that it's it's a calmer song but then it does drop into like some pretty heavy parts and i really i thought that was i, I think that's just once again they they do it so well on this record dropping from the soft to the heavy, back to the soft, just back and forth. It's also very new metal. That's very corn. It's very, you know, shit that was going on in the, in the, in the mid to late nineties, the, the, the the quiet, heavy, quiet, heavy, quiet, heavy stuff. So yeah, yeah, in a, in a jar is a, is a fucking solid song, but
1: should we play this song or should we play the Godsmack song? But you should play the Godsmack song. Sure. But only if you can find like a probably like a live acoustic version of it. That would probably be the best.
0: I honestly, I could be completely wrong. I haven't, I haven't heard that voodoo song in so many years.
1: Uh, I'm adding it to my list of things to do.
0: Yeah, I, I, I could be completely wrong, but I feel yeah. I've, I don't know. Who knows? We'll we'll let okay. we'll let people listening weigh in on that. So, but I'm gonna play a little bit of "In a Jar" okay. from uh, Brand New. So here it is. Here we go. There you go. A little bit of in a jar
1: from brand new. You know, you know. Like now that you mention it, there's another. Like so, I I bought a bride. That's my my five B. But like my Mm -hmm. notes saying, like at this point, I'm hearing a different band. I'm hearing a different artist that I can't quite place. I've placed at the drive-in. I've placed Modest Mouse. And and because I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. I, I just put maybe like Manson or something. And this oh. song in a jar, I, I like you're right, I hear something there. I don't know what it is. I cannot place it, but I do hear some other band. I hear some influence there.
0: Is it like a grunge band maybe?
1: It's it weird ha- you said I- Manson. It's a odd one. That was specific to Bought a Bride, but now I don't know, now I'm thinking like in a jar, it could be something else too. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> um maybe one of our listeners will enlighten. Yeah, Maybe because of my, my, my grunge knowledge is, is limited to uh, Alanis Morissette, really. Yeah, Alanis Morissette, it. that's so. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you wanna know? Uh,
0: I love how on Dudesy, Dudesy made them listen to that Jagged
1: Little Pill. Oh, and they fucking loved it. <laughs> Especially Chad. Chad loved it. Yeah, no yeah, surprised. yeah, 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 you wanna know?
0: Oh, man. remember? Do you remember when we tried to do that on the pod and then... After About one listening, deep, yeah, we're like, "Fuck this, we're not doing
1: it." <laughs> I, I'm curious now. Now that Doozy has, has done it, I am curious. I, I will probably listen to it this week while I'm at at work when I have nothing else to do. I guess, but uh, I am I'm curious to hear hear that album again.
0: Yeah, I'll listen to it again. I'd listen to it again. I don't. I would never want to rank all of her records. I don't. I don't think I could do that.
1: This would be my last listen, that. though. Like, if this is if this is bad, then I'm dumb forever. I would never. Speak of her again. <laughs> Done for Outside of her. dogma,
0: was that what she says in Dogma?
1: She's well, no, she's just she's God in Dogma. Well, yeah, she's and God I, in Dogma. Yeah, love the movie.
0: But the line that you just said was that from Dogma. What did you say? Like, what did you say? You just said, I don't know. I don't what you said. know.
1: You it now?
0: Yes. All right. So, what do you have uh, lyrically on in a jar?
1: Uh, this one's cool because it's 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 using this metaphor. For what like organized religion creates for its people, this this concept of we are living in a jar, we are living in this bubble, and if you are a religious person, and this is one of those songs where it's like, you kind of think that Jesse is is a religious dude, like you think that he goes to church and he he's a practicing Christian or Catholic or whatever the fuck he is, but then he 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 questions. He says like, what if, what if we're just like in a jar, and and Mm. the sun is just a hole punched by. Whatever the fuck it is, and then you think I I thought back to that Men in Black ending, when, like like it pans out from from uh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones looking up at the sky, and it pans out and it goes to like the Earth, and then like the solar oh, system, yeah. and then the galaxy, and then like the universe, and then really the universe is just two weird aliens playing marbles, and like that's <laughs>
0: yeah I remember that
1: that that's what this reminded me of. It's 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 so it's so fucking existential. It's so out there that you cannot prove or disprove it, but even questioning it a little bit shows, I don't know, shows some type of, uh, I don't want to say backbone because that's that's not right, but it shows some type of critical thinking. Yeah. Yeah, That's a better, that's a better word. And I like that.
0: I like that. I do too. I I got, I got much of the same as you Uh, just kind of like on a more basic level. It's about him initially thinking that the human race everything in the world is important. And then you come to that realization, something, something triggers that realization to where you find out you're not important. Nothing's important. Everything. You're just, you're a speck of dust in, in eternity. You mean nothing, your family, your friends, everybody means literally nothing. And then at that point he spirals into like a depression that just, just leads to everything else. It's almost like this is like the beginning the lyrics on this seem like the beginning of all of his future feelings. Like this is the, the this is the start of that 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 snowball, the start of of all of that. And I think we've all kind of been there. We've all kind of had that existential kind of thought, and just kind of been a little bit bummed about it. You know, when you really kind of think about it, you get a little bit bummed about it. But I feel it's like scary such dude. A, <laughs> it is scary, but I feel like it's he fucking
1: took, frightening.
0: It is, but like you know, I feel like he's he's such an emotional person that he really just took it to the point where it's 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 controlling his entire life. Like he can't; it's hard for him to function uh, because of you know his depression and anxiety and, and everything that this entails. So
1: here's here's like here's I I I've, I don't think if besides Renee, I don't think I've ever told anybody this just because it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but. One time when like Nick was was uh, uh like 10 we we, lived, we were still in California I remember and Nick I, is I heard,
0: your stepson.
1: Yeah, I I heard him crying in his room and and I was I was like okay, here we go. Like this is probably going to be something stupid because kids are dumb and they cry about dumb things. <laughs> and uh 10, I mean, he could have been anywhere from like 6 to 15, I don't know. I just say 10. <laughs> yeah. But but he, <laughs> it was for sure after Kaylee was born, so he had to have been okay. like 6 to Maybe he was like eight. I don't know,
0: but okay, but he, he was like. He, let's just say and, ten, and, ten. ten's fair. 10's fair.
1: And and, and you now he had to have been ten because it's like a, a pretty deep thing. And I was kind of like, what, dude, what's going on? Like, what's 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 wrong? And he's like, am I gonna die? I'm like, oh fuck, I'm not prepared for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay, so how, like in my mind, you know, I'm racing through all these all these scenarios. Do I lie? Do I say yes? Like, what do you do? So i just me. My my personality comes out. I'm like, yeah, you we're all going to die. Yes. And then it just turned into this huge thing where, Oh shit. Like how do you comfort somebody, but also tell them that yes, you are going to die. Everybody that, you know, everybody you love is going to die at some point. Throw back to that. Do you realize by the flaming lip song you know, the yeah. chorus is like, you know, do you realize that everyone, you know, someday will die. And it's like, fuck man. That's, that's heavy shit. That's like really, really, really heavy stuff. And, and these are things that we pretend to not think about. We put, like, in the back of our minds to not want to think they exist. But it's also not something that we should be dwelling upon every day because then you're you're missing... Like I always tell you, you're missing the forest or the trees type of oh thing. Oh my god! When you dwell on one <laughs> little thing, do you, do you know what's going there? Do you
0: know I was going to say that? <laughs> no, I didn't think you were gonna like, you're gonna stoop to something that's stupid. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I know. shouldn't have been surprised. You say stupid shit all the time. But
1: like this, so. this is what the, this song kind of like reminds me of. Is 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 somebody like, dude, we we're gonna fucking we all possibly nothing, nobody's, no one's, yeah, I don't know, ins insignificant specks of dust. It's a scary thought. It is a
0: scary thought, but yeah, like you said, you can't you can't dwell on it. It's not gonna serve you or anybody else any good. Dwelling yeah. on it, it sucks, to- but it's reality. Just gotta face it. Ooh, <sighs> could one say it is what it is? No, because nobody should ever say that. because ah. that's stupid. Um, okay. but yeah, in a jar. Uh, do we have any? Do we have anything else on this one?
1: No, that's uh that's it that's all. That's it. Okay, this was your 4B, correct? That was my 3B. Damn.
0: We're kind of blowing through these cuz you only have what? 5Bs? Is that
1: right? Yeah, I have 5Bs and then I've one that maybe possibly you haven't mentioned it yet, so I thought it could have been a B, but if you don't if you don't mention it in your top 5 or 6 then it's not going to be a B. Well, what song what song is it? Oh. You want to you want to tease it now?
0: Just do it. What what, what do you got? We okay, gone be gone that's my 11b that's my okay that's my that's my final b but that's fine we we could i mean it's very short it's like a minute and 10 seconds it's
1: it's just so one i thought it was funny that this is the one that's sung by the guitarist but it's mm -hmm. the shortest song and it is not even like a real singing thing but I, i understand that it that it goes in line like that broken vocal thing it goes in line with kind of like what is what is what is the struggle of religion versus like atheism here which one should he choose? So he's breaking up his vocals to kind of give this ominous, indecisive contrast. I like okay. it. I dig it. I don't know if it's a B though because, like, I'm not gonna playlist this. That fucking voice is annoying. But it's a B in
0: the context of the entire record. Yes. So that that's why it's a B. But it's a but, it's the 11 B. But I'm not gonna playlist this because I don't want to hear him. go...
1: What are the fuck he's doing? It's annoying.
0: So what I so real quick lyrically what I have on this I. I feel like this is him like in, in a deep depression and him calling out, kind of calling out to to God and he, he hears something back and he thinks it's God, but it's something distorted and fucked up like what you hear in the song. And then he comes to that realization, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I was expected. This is something evil. This is something that, this is something more sinister than what I was expecting. And this is also him questioning more of like, why is everything so fucked up? I feel like the the distorted voice is something meant to be sinister lyrically and musically. And, and it goes along with like the blues thing because this whole like acoustic guitar blues riff is extremely Mississippi blues, which was very spiritual, very religious in a sense, very superstitious. Just everything about this one interlude, this minute and twenty seconds, whatever it is, I think is eh. just so full of eh. lore.
1: Come on. It's fine. It's get fine. Out get out of like, here. musically, I think it's fine. And like really we would not be discussing these lyrics if we didn't have any kind of, of written lyric form in front of us because we don't know what he's saying. Cuz we're not we're not lyricmen, that's why. But you get you you can't understand what he's saying. No, I know you can't. Yeah. But but I I I do think I I think here is is that push and pull of of, of religion. We we I hear somebody praying and sort of wondering why their faith is constantly being tested. Right, like when he says he thinks he can hear God call his name, but then he says he thinks God will try and break his heart, and it's it's one of those things where you hear like people that go through extreme hardships and they say, "Oh, God is testing me. God is testing me," and to somebody that doesn't believe in God, you're just kind of like, "Well, why the fuck? Like, why would fucking God do this to you, dude?" But like, you're not putting yourself in that person's shoes. You're not like seeing things from their perspective, and that is what they believe, and we believe this thing. There's got to be a middle ground here, and I think this this song and this album really is exploring that middle ground. It's bridging the gap between somebody who's crazy religious is, is not wrong or right, and somebody that's crazy atheist is also not wrong or right. Like we gotta, yeah. we got to find a middle ground.
0: Yeah, atheism versus faith That's what and it that's comes cool. down to. I like it too. I, I, I think it's a, great, it's a great theme for the record. It's something that I don't feel like is touched upon very well. Not a lot of bands can pull this off. Like, I felt Dude, like almost never, like, I we mean, never
1: hear a, a, a push and pull of, of religion versus non religion.
0: I mean, I would even say when we did that thrice record, he did a, re- I mean, I, as religious as, as Dustin is, he he really did a great job questioning certain things and n- never being pushy or preachy about what he believed in, but it was just the questioning of it. Dustin, lyrically, was the best thing we've done on the pod. Oh, that was oh, my Regina. favorite. Oh, Regina was so good. She oh. I mean, they're but they're top five. Regina I guess Dustin was Dustin, great because
1: it was surprising that it was so great. And Regina we yeah, knew was gonna be great.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Atreyu was another big one that that really, really surprised me that I loved too. The Suicide Notes and Butt Kisses. <laughs> that was his lyrics on that that record I really, really enjoyed. I thought they were great. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway yeah so this song be gone be gone long one you remember that from robin hood disney Mm -hmm. one robin was not great because you're fucking stupid you've never seen a good movie in your whole life except for return of the jedi
1: (laughs) (laughs) what it's true okay (laughs) all right so (laughs) all
0: right
1: are there any other songs you want to talk about on this one on the on the on the album,
0: yeah. I mean, what else do you want to talk about? Do you, I, I, mean,
1: I? I mean, I only have two more B's. I just, I just, I have, I have bed, okay. And then I have uh, "Bought a Bride." "Bought a Bride" is my "Bought Bride." My five B, and then bed is my four B. Um, well, let, well, let's I finish
0: just, up with those two songs because because uh, "Bought a Bride" is my eight B, but I really want to talk about the lyrics on this one. Uh, "Bed." On, on "Bought
1: a Bride" or "Bed." Oh, "Bought, a bride. On, Bought on a bride." "Bought
0: a Bride." "Bed" is my five B, but let, let's start with "Bed." And then do, what do you want to start with? I don't care what the fuck we start with.
1: What we can just I, I don't I don't see anything like crazy cool here about bed. I, I like it. It's a cool song. Um also I, I thought part of the song vocally reminded me of that that soprano theme song that that by Alabama three or third, or whatever the fuck that dumb band's name is. But the You Got Yourself a Gun. Got yourself a gun. Part of his whisper vocals like <laughs> reminding me of that so much. I just I don't know. That's what I heard. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's really it. But you, but uh, what is it? Bought a bed. Bought a bed. It's got a gun. That's what it reminds me of. God damn it! <laughs> the bought, bought a bride bed. reminds you of bought a bread. Fuck! I can't. <laughs> I'm still not even saying. It. I cannot say it. It's not coming out of my mouth. <laughs> bought a bride. Holy bought a bread. shit!
0: Bought a bed. Bought a bread. Wow! Bought a bride. That is, bought that a bride. Is stupid.
1: Yeah, this is the one that I, I thought reminded me of something. I just couldn't <laughs> think of it. Therefore, I said it was maybe Manson or something. Well, it reminds that, me of an artist totally. I, I just I cannot place it. I could not place it all this week.
0: The um, that bass is really beefy. Maybe that's what you're thinking of because Jordy's or Twiggy's bass on on a lot of those Manson records are very, they're just cr- not crunchy. Just they're beefy. That's the best way to to kind of describe it. They're they're kind of forefront in the mix. They just have a certain tone that really stands out. But maybe
1: that's what it is. This is, but like, this is, like this is, this is another song where I focused almost solely on his vocals, and I, I loved, I loved his vocals more than the music here, and mm-hmm. and so that's why I don't, I don't know, that's why I think when I when I when I'm hearing something, it's got to be like vocal based, and that's why I said Manson because Manson was a very vocal thing, and that's unique true. in himself, and I just said Manson because I don't know, fuck do I know, but okay, so
0: I mean the The verses were were more of the the clean stuff. The choruses were more just like straight up screaming, which <sighs> is very manson as well. He does the very he d- he does that very well the the clean kind of like creepy vocals and then going right into the screaming in the chorus. That's very, very manson. So maybe that's what you're picking up on.
1: I don't know. it's possible. I like the chorus a lot, actually. I like his vocals in the chorus a lot. I like that he yells. I like that he can strain his voice, but it's not. It's not like you can hear him like strain his voice like he's not being like 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 obvious about it. He's being a yeah. little subtle to it. I like that. I like that.
0: I do too. I this is a song too. I didn't really think about it until this week. But this song this song sounds like it could be off of uh, Thrice's Visu record. It has a lot of the same nuances, the kind of ups and downs that were on that on that Visu record. Uh, the way he kind of screams and and it's it's very it. It was very similar to like stand and feel your worth on that record. Maybe that's like the one song that that it kind of reminded me of the most off of Visu, but yeah, the, the, I I do really like Bought a Bride a lot, but the lyrics were definitely my my favorite part of this, like how it kind of told the story and the the uh, the I guess the metaphors were really I they were pretty obvious, but I still thought that was. It was nice to to see something not as ambiguous as what we're used to seeing on this record.
1: Oh yeah, fucking go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you. Do, I mean, do you not?
0: I, I don't know. What What do
1: you think of it? No, you. I I, I agree. I, I thought there was a lot of really cool things on here, and just I just thought he like dumbed it down to just. I don't know what you would call it, but but like Julia Styles when she's singing or reciting her poetry in Ten Things I Hate About You. I'm going say, I love the way you did it. Like, that's very basic poem, right? Poetry. Yeah. And that's here. That's here in the choruses. These choruses are very basic. Like, 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 Little City's names have ruined all the maps. She tied her up and laid her on the train tracks. Like, that's very, it's basic, dude. It's basic, basic poetry writing. Yeah. And we don't, yeah. we, we're not getting a lot of that on this album. And I like that it's on this song. I dig it. I, I like know, that. I'd... I like that it's straightforward. I do
0: too. I'm So just real quick, my my interpretation of it, and there's probably the same as mine. So the first two verses are about just how complex the human psyche is or can be, or it, it is. And she feels so empty and lost, so she turns to drugs. The pre-chorus is about her discovering heroin in, in you know, Baudibri, you know, the white. The white is representative of the, of the heroin and this and that. And then... Have finding a bride is always like a happy, very joyous moment. Much like the first time you, I've never taken heroin, but from what you hear, the first time you take heroin, there's nothing like it. Much like a lot of people say when you get married, there's nothing like that. So that that's where that's where I make my, that association. And then the chorus is referring to the track marks and the shooting up with the the little streets on the on the what did she say the little streets or little cities it? little cities and everything. Yeah. That's like the track marks of where she's shooting up at. And then the 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 third verse is about regret for what she's doing to herself, and then others around her. And then it it the song kind of ends with her overdosing
1: with the heroin. Yeah, I got so, the I did. I got like the exact same thing. Yeah, I,
0: I thought I I thought it was really well done, and I loved how I, like I said it was. I loved how straightforward it was because <laughs> we're just and not interested on this.
1: Like I really I really enjoy poetry. But I don't know what that type of simplicity in reciting poetry is called. Yeah. But that's that's what this is here. That's very basic. These choruses are very basic. And I think they're dumbed down, you know, not to be like like uh, existential or anything. I think they're dumbed down to drive the point home, to drive the point home that this is a story. So when we're going back into the chorus here, we can, we can keep track of each line and think, okay, this is a progression of a story. I think it's intentional. And if that is intentional, I think that's genius writing.
0: I think he's 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 a he's a good lyricist. He's a very good lyricist. So do we have, do we have anything else on Bada Bride? Should we wrap
1: it up? What do you think, Bada Bride? Uh, that? no, that's I don't know why <laughs> that's even. I know it is. <laughs> that that's that's all I got. That's all I got for my true bees. I'm just like <laughs> I'm like scrolling real quick, see if I have anything else. That's super great All right.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I I have eleven B's on this on this record.
1: That's just come. On, what are you doing here? What is what is uh what is what is Noro rank for you? Uh, it might
0: be my seven B. What,
1: what what about Daisy? Daisy is my nine B. Okay, all right, that's fine. Is that fine with you? Yeah, because those those were like two. Like if I had to place everything as a B rank them, those those would be like at the bottom of my list. Okay, all right. Yeah, whatever's. I understand okay.
0: it. I understand it. All right, uh, so let's uh, let's give our final thoughts on this record, Daisy, and then we will rate this um, based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So, what do you got, Jeff? Go.
1: This was cool because we don't always do albums where where on first listen you're you're irritated. And then by like the third or fourth listen, you're kind of like, holy shit, this is it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's pretty good, not bad. PG and B. So that's <laughs> that's what happened with this one. And the f- the first listen, like I said, I was just I I did not want to do this. I was like, fuck, man, we're. Oh, I think I do this. This is gonna be to tough. More. This is gonna be tough. I almost texted. That, that's I always leave my out. I always leave my out. I always say, well, let me listen to all of them. And if I want to change it, we can probably change it. You know, I do that kind we of. We both we
0: both do. that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because we have to. Because if something's so bad, dude, like I just don't want to yeah. fucking do it.
0: Yeah, we don't want to be miserable while we're doing this podcast.
1: Yeah, I don't want another. Uh, what's that? BT Bam, BT BTS. I don't. Oh really yeah, BTS, BTS week. Yeah, that fuck was it, dude.
0: But you didn't. You only listened to one album or two albums, maybe. I got like listen four. to three albums. Oh okay. Well, I got yeah. Okay, we, we we're pretty much the
1: same. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> but but this was. I mean, this is not like my favorite. This is not my favorite brand new album. I I probably wouldn't buy this on the vinyls because I I'm not going to listen to this through and through. I I mean this is a 2. This is a solid 2 for me. This is something you should listen to. Like you need to listen to this because this is I think they should be most proud of this album over any other album they've done. Even though my favorite album is is one dimensional. It's goofy. It's essentially their 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 pop punk album. It's a dorky. It's whatever. This is this is something they should be proud of, man. Like this is, if this album didn't exist, I would have less respect for for Brand New overall. Even though <laughs> this is not my favorite, I, I really would. I think they I think they did something really really special here, and we don't always see. God damn, we like rarely see bands, honestly, take inspiration from other bands. And like Greta Van Fleet always pops up, right? That's a band that took inspiration from another band, and just like copied it. And didn't yeah, make it yeah. their own, like brand new. Like, dude, I hear so much fucking Modest Mouse in this, but at no point did I think they're ripping off Modest Mouse. At no point, point. and because every they single don't one of these songs, sound like it. that's the thing. And every single, every single one of these songs, I thought was like, holy shit, this sounds like Modest Mouse. This sounds like Modest Mouse. But at no point did I think they're ripping them off. Almost every song, I I thought like, holy shit, this sounds like early At the Driving. This sounds like At the Driving. At no point did I think they're ripping them off. This is a band that that took inspiration. This is a band that like enjoyed listening to good music at the time, and then decided to write their own based off of those likes and dislikes, but never ripped it off. And like the lyrics, these lyrics we don't hear these punker cool emo bands ever talk about religion, really. Aside from just fuck religion and and fuck authority and and God is bad. You know what I mean? Like that's shock value sells in in this in these circles. Yeah, and to take like religion, and to battle to battle within yourself as to whether or not you are a religious person or you're not a religious person, and and to gonna kind of go back and forth between those two, I think is just. I think it's brilliant. I think it's unheard of. I can I can't I can't think of any band that does, all of these things, as well as this album did. Yeah, and like for all of those things, like I'm giving this band so much credit, but. I think just to stay true to our point system, like I got it it's gotta be a two. Okay. Right. But fuck me, I was really, really impressed by this album. And I think I think they <laughs> should be I think this should be their most proud achievement, honestly.
0: Hey, that's that's fair. That's totally fair and I'm
1: really, really glad you and en- you enjoyed it eventually. This is like this is like when you're put into a group in soccer. And everybody thinks you're not gonna make it out, right? You're like the USA and you're put in fucking Belgium and Germany and Spain and you somehow fucking manage to squeak by barely. Like that's you should be proud of that. It's not pretty, but you should be proud of that. <laughs> that's not that,
0: that analogy is, is stupid.
1: <laughs> All right, so you gave
0: it a two out of three. Um, you should have given it higher, but that's okay. We'll we'll get there someday. I think this record is is truly unique within their 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 discography. I feel like they really tried to push their own their own limits, push their own boundaries, and it worked out so well. Because, like I said earlier, the, a lot of bands try to do something they've never done before, and it just it's shit. It's absolute shit. Atreyu. you, um, but brand new just knocked it out of the fucking park and i and i and i they truly made something great and i i just i don't know i i think this record is like you said it doesn't it doesn't rip anybody off but it almost pays homage to all the bands that inspired them and when you when you kind of read more about you know them making records they're always they've always said like we we've never tried to make anything radically different we've never tried to like break the mold we just listen and we were influenced by whatever we're listening to at the moment and that's what we do as a record and this record is the perfect example of that i don't know what exactly they were listening to but it was probably modest mouse at the drive-in in Nirvana, and a little bit of godsmack they probably threw on that that first godsmack <laughs> record a couple times yeah i'm
1: sure i'm sure out of those fucking bands they, they threw in godsmack yeah
0: <laughs> honestly who the fuck knows people have weird right. fucking taste look know. at us You're right. look at us look at what we like you love little kim I don't fucking understand that, but you do. Oh, you know? so good you have bad taste sometimes, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but Daisy, 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 Daisy. I have this on vinyl. I have no regrets buying it. I got it for like twenty bucks at Glasshouse, like maybe not even a year ago, and uh, it was used. And I have no regrets buying this record. This that's record, cheapy, is, that's it's cheapy. It, it's fantastic. I love this record, and obviously we didn't touch upon the Jesse Lacey you know, the bad stuff that he was a part of because that's not relevant to this record. And we're just trying to separate that separate his, the music from his, uh, his extracurricular activities that were wrong, very wrong, but it still has to be brought up. It's shitty that he did the things that he did. It's not right. We also but... barely brought up like the feud too. <laughs> like... Yeah. The taking back Sunday feud. Yeah. We, That's funny. it's weird. I, I thought we were going to have those in like in our back pocket just in case we didn't have enough to talk about, but Luckily, we didn't have to talk about those things because n- neither of them really apply to this record at all. So not
1: at all. I have nothing to do with this record. Yeah. So,
0: um, maybe yeah, the anyway. First one, but yeah, yeah. So with that, I am. Uh, I'm gonna have to give this record a perfect three out of three. I love this record. Oh I loved it God, the moment was, I heard it. I have insane. loved this record. It's it's just unique, it's fun, it's exciting, and now that I know the lyrics, I like it even more. I, I, I you know, I've gone through the lyrics, I like it even more. So I don't think he's as I don't I don't think he's as whiny as I thought he was going to be. And I
1: like that dude, same. Like that I I should have said that like fucking long time ago. I swear to God, I thought he was gonna be so obnoxious. I thought yeah, he was yeah. gonna be so filmy, But he never was. No, he never was. He never was it was
0: the lyrics were much better than i was expecting so i'm pleasantly surprised by that but uh yeah anyway that's all i got i'm we're we're just kind of rambling here so um Ramblin do you out. have anything else to say real quick that's it. about brand new that's okay. it's all. That's it's so all. thank you all for listening go to apple Podcasts. go to spotify especially spotify give us five stars five stars only and you know the rest tell your friends that's it that's all
1: Did bullshit? Are you keeping fucking
0: tabs over here? We got a notebook. I I got notebooks everywhere. Come on. (laughs) All right. So brand new have five records. So like I said, we're gonna rank the five records. (laughs) <laughs> it's
1: so dumb
0: It's not even funny
1: It's not even funny It's so stupid <laughs> So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are we laughing? It's Fine. it's
0: really not funny
1: <laughs> 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 You're to start saying it out to people Come on <laughs> <laughs> It's really not <laughs>
0: I could hear more of the Lonesome Crowded West than I could the moon and Antarctica. Oh, mm-hmm, I said it right. See? There you go. I said no, it right. Well,
1: you, you didn't say and, though. You said it. Yeah, I said Antarctica. It's not, it's not moon Antarctica. It's moon and. That's what I said. I said I'll the moon
0: that. and. I, oh, no, I ah,
1: <laughs> That album. Let's call it moon. <laughs> M A. Oh, and they fucking loved it. <laughs> Especially Chad. Holes.
0: Chad loved it. Yeah,
1: no yeah, 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 yeah. You want to know?